Welcome to Famous First Times, I'm Ian. And I'm Dom. And this is a podcast about famous people's first books. We're going to talk about first time famous people had sex. We're going to try and find more monkey stories so we can have a good look at how they are. But why do you want to hear that? What's wrong with you? You're a dirty bastard, bit of a perv. Is that what you are? We don't worry about it, we all are. You're in the right place. Me and Dom are pervy pervs. Pervy pervs. And we're going to talk about pervy stuff. And you're going to listen and enjoy it, yeah. But don't tell your mum. Or your dad. Your dad might like it. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on your dad. If your dad's dirty, he'll be into it. Don't tell your mum, tell your dad. <laughs> so this one is an Ohio special. Two naughty lads from Ohio. Have they uh, they've not got similar names as well? Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, let's dive in. First up, Charles Manson. Charles Manson, Dom. What do you reckon? What do I reckon? A Char- what, do I like him? Do you think he's all right? He's cool? No, I don't under- <laughs> I don't like him. I don't understand the cult of Charles Manson, why that's a thing. Like, he's kind of a kind of funny celeb that, you know, there's like Charles Manson T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, and, there is, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of a comically fun pop culture character but he's done horrific things yeah, he's fucking like, killed pregnant women and smeared the blood on walls but yeah he's become this kind of like a bit of a jokey yeah, oh silly. the cheeky man because he was like an artist when he? he was a bit of a he had wrote songs and that didn't he yeah he did that stuff for the Beach Boys have you heard his songs yeah. no I imagine they're a bit shit do you ever listen do you ever quit listen no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, virginity story. How do you reckon Charles Manson, notorious cult leader, serial killer, murderer, horrible bastard, how do you reckon he lost his virginity? I don't know, Ian. <laughs> you don't get any idea? I don't know. I can't think of anything but horrific criminal <laughs> activities coming from this guy. It might not be nice, so I'm not going to think about it. Okay, fair enough. Should we dive in? This is his story. This is from Manson in his own words by Charles Manson, and it was published in 1986. The first girl I ever made it with, I ended up marrying. I'd worked all day at the racetrack and had stopped by a card room in Steubenville (laughs) to see if I could run my day's wages into a small fortune. After a couple of hours at the poker table, I had a pretty healthy pile of money in front of me. The cocktail waitress and some of the other girls were giving me and my role some attention. Across from me, looking over the shoulder of a coal miner, was this pretty girl who gave me an occasional smile, but wasn't putting on the hustle like some of the other girls were. We didn't make it together that night, but after dating a couple of times, we were in love. (laughs) She may not have been the most beautiful girl in the world, but to me she was Marilyn Monroe, Mitzi Gaynor and Lena Turner all rolled into one. She was a healthy, smooth-skinned Irish girl who stirred things in me that I'd never experienced. I didn't get her cherry, but she damn sure got mine. (laughs) (laughs) The first time we made it together, I couldn't believe it was happening. Beyond concentrating on the sex act, 
All I could think of was, wow, it's happening. I'm really making it with a girl. I trembled with excitement and anticipation. So much so, I came before my prick touched her box. But that didn't kill anything for me. And when I got inside her, our arms around each other, her smooth, soft body in contact with mine, I really didn't care if I ever took another breath. I was in heaven, and I wanted to stay. She whispered, I love you, and goosebumps tingled all over my body. I was loving someone, and she was returning my love. A huge void was being filled. For the first time in my life, I felt I could conquer the world. <laughs> we were married in January of 1955. <laughs> right, there we go, so... Charles Manson is a bit of a romantic. That's like a lovely, sweet tale, that. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit of detail as well. Came before his prick touched the box. Yeah. It's fucking jizzed everywhere before he even got in. Well, he went, it didn't stop him. still went in. He describes it really nicely. Her smooth, soft body in contact with mine. I didn't care if I took another breath. I think this is a fun, This is one of the nicest stories we've heard in, in yeah, all these it's episodes. Quite poetic, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, compared with like Barry White and Prince, this is real romance behind it. Mm, a genuine love story. Good solid story with uh, full truth there, and it's pretty touching, really. Yeah, I think I think it's lovely. Uh, woke or cancelled? <laughs> is he woke or is he not? Is he unaware of modern etiquette? Let us decide if we need to cancel him. Are we being uncomfortable with his actions and his words when he's about? <laughs> um, well, I mean, come on, Dom. I mean, he's absolutely woke. I mean, he's not. It's nothing here to cancel him over, really, is it? If we focus just on this virginity story, he's he's a very woke man. He's a romantic. Tried his best. Speaks of her beautifully. Yeah. Compares her to some other women that I don't know. <laughs> Mitzi Gaynor. And Lana, Mitzi Gaynor. Fuck knows her. Lana Turner, these are all Bollywood. I mean, they sound like great names. Mitzi and Lana, I'm assuming they're fit as fuck. Same as Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> so she's fit. Think this oh, wait, wait. Does he, does he say she only liked him because of his money? And the money he'd won at poker. No, he's, he's saying there's a lot of other girls all, all got their eye on him because he had a load of money. But she wasn't. She was just kind of like checking him out. So she was different to the girl. She wasn't right. after his money. So uh, his principal too. Yeah. He didn't want any kind of like gold diggers. No. Yeah, he just wanted, he wanted true love. Yeah. And they got married. So yeah. yeah. Wow. So he's woke, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seem reluctant. We, we shouldn't be. Is this the only story we've got? The rest of his book's fucking horrible. Like, just yeah, but of... we usually decided people are woke or cancelled after like at least three stories. Honestly, they're, they're too rough. Really rough. Would if we heard them, would he still be woke? But we're not. We're not hearing them. This is all about his first time. Famous first times. <laughs> Charles Man Charles Manson's first time. Is he woke? Is he woke? Yeah. Right. 
Charles Manson's woke. Yeah, he's woke, all right. Dom thinks Charles Manson's woke. Who else is woke? Who else have we said is woke? Kurt was woke. So Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Charles Manson, Prince. It's not all right. Night out. Well, with Charles Manson and Kurt Cobain and... Charles Manson would get on with Kurt. Prince. Why would why would Charles Manson and Kurt get along? Because they're all fucking weird little dweebs, fucking pissed <laughs> off at the world. They'd well get on. Dicks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> knobhead. For a famous first time, that is... That's the, up there with the most heartwarming, touching ones I've seen. It's the most romantic one we've done. It's lovely. Charles Manson. And it says at the end, because of this, because of losing his virginity with this girl, she inspired him to conquer the world. Well, that's beautiful, isn't it? You know, you feel like you can go on and do anything, you know, get people together, all working as one. Looking out for them all. And he he, he made an impact. He kind of did that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So you want, Charles Manson made an impact. Yeah. And uh, that was love that inspired that. Yeah. This guy is woke. Yeah. Charles Manson is woke. Lovely bloke. Find another one. Um, not from Ohio, this one, Sammy. Oh, right. What's, what are we doing that for? It, it don't, I don't know. I don't really fit into the theme, but this is uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage. Oh, yeah. I like Garbage. Yeah, both big fans of Garbage. Shirley Manson's good front woman. Yeah, but we're not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about a fucking plunge. Oh, no. <laughs> this is from Select Magazine, June 1996. Another one of the sex issues. And this was inter- the interview was done by Gina Morris. I'll do the interviewer. And I'll be Shirley. You'll be Shirley. All right, yeah. I'll be Shirley. Okay, do you have fond memories of your first time? Not really, but I remember it distinctly. I was 15 and it was with an older man. I was absolutely besotted with. So I was very willing. Unfortunately... It was a nothing experience in his friend's super lo-fi bachelor pad with dirty pants and half-eaten balls of cereal around the bed. It lasted 40 seconds and I remember the words, Is that it? (laughs) Spinning around my head. Cause if that's what it's all about, someone has been telling me fibs. I am so delighted (laughs) to have been a girl at those times. Losing your virginity is weird and traumatic and symbolic enough, but imagine if you had to perform as well under those conditions. Is she gonna bleed? Can I get it in? Will I last? God, it must be awful. (laughs) What about your worst sexual experiences? I have had so many disgusting shags, but I would have to say the worst was with my current partner. We pussy-footed around each other for well over a year. So one day, I decided we had to get it over with. I called him and invited him to come for dinner. 
My sister said it was like a military operation. I made really nice food. I wore a really nice dress and I made it brutally obvious I was going to let out that night. Of course, when he arrived and saw me, he was absolutely petrified. He told me later that I had been sitting over him while he ate his food. With my arms crossed, waiting for him to finish. He was trying to elongate the evening for as long as he could. Eventually, I just said, right, let's go upstairs now. Practically frog-marched him up to my bedroom, took all my clothes off and demanded he'd do the same. <laughs> it was vile, disgusting, repulsive, and it didn't help that I could hear my two friends sniggering outside the door. Then, when it was all over, I told him, you better leave now. <laughs> <laughs> That is a fucking rum story, that. She's yeah. a fucking rum bitch, isn't yeah. she? <laughs> Super is. Full on. No, yeah. no messing around. But she's like, oh, it must be worse for guys because they have to worry about more stuff. Yeah, it's interesting that she come out with that, isn't it? Sympathetic to blokes. Because mm. they don't have to worry about how long it'll go on and whether someone's going to bleed or not. Mm. It's very domineering, isn't she? Super domineering, yeah. That'd be well intense, that. They're just standing over him while he's eating. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no fucking waiting around forever! Get your fucking kicks off! And then a mate's like listening outside, just laughing. <laughs> just laughing fucking, at him. That poor guy, that poor fucking that guy. Poor lad, yeah. I wonder if she's still with him, because he said this well, is the current partner. Yeah, but in 96. Oh, yeah. But yeah, good story that. Good story. She no bullshit though, is it? She's fucking candid. That is every every word of that is true, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Uh woke or cancelled. Yeah, let's say she's woke. Yeah, super woke, definitely. I like her. I like her a lot. Tough. Tough, empathetic, and funny. Solid and funny. She's just like Yeah, good on her. Good on her. <laughs> <laughs> born and bred Canton, Ohio oh right Canton yeah oh I know Canton yeah yes. Marilyn Manson yeah yeah Marilyn Manson what do you reckon of Marilyn Manson Ian well when he came out that was our era wasn't it we knew a lot of people into it dressing like him the goth I think we was a little bit too old for him I was a bit too cynical I didn't get fully on board with it to be honest no same here I found it a bit silly like the whole uh, pancake makeup thing on. I just think it's it wasn't a good look. It just it basically just didn't look cool. It didn't look good. Clubs I remember li- liking some of the tunes. I remember fucking Antichrist Superstar. It's got some real fucking amazing bangers on it. Mm, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, my, I just found him a bit daft, a bit a bit too silly. I mean, I've, yeah, like I say, the fucking tunes were there, and but it, just to be. 
a Marilyn Manson fan, it felt like you had to immerse yourself in that fucking goth, like, kind of culture and you had to, like, be a miserable bastard. Even though the music was just fucking weird and daft and just silly. But to be a Marilyn Manson fan, you wasn't silly at all. Mm. You were just a morose dickhead who just moped about yeah, and dude. never smiled that, and took loads of fucking speed. That was like... Speed was a drug of Marilyn Manson that's fans. Ha- right? that, well, that's all the Marilyn Manson fans I know. Just loads of drugs and just no fun to be around. Yeah. that's. The, I think that sums it up. Marilyn Manson was not any fun. None of the fans were fun. They weren't a laugh. Do you know what? I stole the Antichrist Superstar. CD from a DJ at Wigan. Yeah. Seems, yeah still, I went, he, he told me to look in his box and I remember stealing it. And I feel so shitty about that now. Uh, I feel really bad about fine. it. Fine. Fucking buy it again. But I remember he was a bit of a cunt as well. I think that's why. I think you were with me when I robbed it. I think we I robbed a few things. doing it. I've never robbed a CD from a DJ. <laughs> fucking well have. I fucking never have or I would have remembered it. Never crossed my mind, Ian. I'm sure you were there with me egging me on. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. I'm <laughs> just saying I never did it. Right, so Marley Manson himself, though. How do you think he had his first shag? I don't know. He's going to tell me it's something really fucking weird and perverse. <laughs> it's going to be like, I don't know, it's going to be some librarian or something that he perverted and he, like, you know... So not a standard story, not just not like not like the usual where they were a bit rubbish and a bit embarrassed and it was unmemorable. No, it's gonna be like he got someone who who isn't anything like you'd expect a Marilyn Manson partner to be, like corrupted them. Mm, yeah, okay. You know, and he corrupted them and fucked them for hours. <laughs> right, twelve. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make a weird story. It's gonna all be bollocks. Cause really you didn't have sex until he was twenty. <laughs> right, well this is from The Long Hard Road Out of Hell by Marilyn Manson, written with Neil Strauss. It came out in nineteen ninety eight. And when he was a kid he was really into Dungeons and Dragons. No shit. Yeah, would you expect that or yeah. yeah. Fucking he's dark. A, yeah, he's a fucking dark, isn't he? Went too far trying to not be a dark. Anyway, so this is when he was four. The little introduction into the world of his dick. So how should I do his voice, Ian? Just capture the very essence of Marley Manson. What, what, I mean, what, deep down, what do you think? Just going like? to try and go right deep into his core being. Into his psyche. What, um, what does he sound like in his head when he's talking to right. himself? Okay. When I was... <laughs> When I was four, my mother took me to the hospital to get me urethra enlarged because my urinary tract wasn't wide enough for me to piss through. I'll never forget it because the doctor took a long, razor-sharp drill and he stuck it to the end of my dick. (laughs) For months afterwards, it felt like I was pissing gasoline. (laughs) Not a sex story, but it involves his dick. Is that fu- no? That's not fucking true, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Marilyn, Marilyn you're Manson, lying. you're bullshitting already. I've never heard of that no. being a thing. So what, this is probably the eighties. Even in the eighties, they would a razor sharp drill. Bollocks, bollocks. Razor sharp would be slicing up his dick. It's not doing that. He's fuck off. <laughs> right. Move on. Next. Right. Here's when he's 13 years old 
and his granddad had this little kind of uh, underground basement and he never let Marley Manson and his cousin go in but one day he got in there accessible only by rickety wooden stairs fixed to a rough stone wall the cellar was off limits to everybody except my grandfather this, this was his world <laughs> Picking a rusted screwdriver off the floor, we pried the workbench drawer open wide enough so we could peek in. The first thing we saw was cellophane, tons of it, wound around something. We couldn't make out what it was. Chad pushed the screwdriver deeper into the drawer. There was hair and lace. He wedged the screwdriver further, and I pulled until the drawer gave way. What we discovered were busty ears, bras, slits and panties, and several tangled women's wigs with stiff mottled hair. We began unwrapping the cellophane, but as soon as we saw what it concealed, we dropped the package to the floor. Neither of us wanted to touch it. It was a collection of dildos that had suction cups on the bottom. Maybe it was because I was so young. They seemed enormous. And they were covered with hard and dark orange slime. Like the gelatinous crust that builds up around a turkey when it's cooked. <laughs> we later deduced that it was aged Vaseline. So we found a lot of fucking dildo, crusty dildos. Crusty dildos with loads of hair on them. Not to be fucking What's sick. What's the hair doing? Is that part of the dildo? Is that, like, you know, weaved into it? Or is that just just well, come off people's dicks as he was well, it's wigs, using them? It? Wigs, so he found, like, bras and knickers and wigs. So his granddad probably dressing up as a woman <laughs> and using these dildos. Dark orange slime. Honestly, mate, fucking wretch. I've cut it out, but he also found a load of uh, videos and photos of uh, bestiality, animal animal porn, guys shagging horses and women shagging horses and shit. But yeah, that's his first sexual experience, finding his granddad's crusty dildos and animal porn. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, it's great story. (laughs) What a fucking... What a corker. Uh, here's his actual virginity story. 15, 16, and he's in hospital. He's got loads of, he's got terrible skin, so he's in hospital trying to get that sorted out. Right, right, right. I was determined to lose my virginity to Jennifer, but try as I might, all she'd let me do was grope her flat chest. By my second week in the hospital, she had grown bored and dumped me. Finally, towards the end of 10th grade, John came up with a foolproof plan to get me laid. Tina Potts. Tina was even more fish-faced than Jennifer. She had bigger lips and a more severe overbite. One of the poorer girls in school, she had a slouch, sunken posture that advertised her insecurity and internal misery. <laughs> As if she'd been abused as a child. All she had going for her were big tits, tight jeans that showed off her bovine ass, and according to John, she fucked, which was good enough for me. 
So, I began talking to Tina. But, because I was hopelessly obsessed with my social standing, I only spoke to her after school when nobody else is around. After a few weeks, I worked up the nerve to ask her to meet me in the park. In preparation, Chad and I went to my grandparents' house, stole one of the decrepit generic condoms from the cabinet in the cellar and emptied half a bottle of Jim Beam from my grandmother's cupboard into my kiss thermos. I knew it wasn't Tina I needed to get intoxicated. It was me. (laughs) By the time we arrived at Tina's, which was about half an hour away, the thermos was empty and I was nearly falling over drunk. Chad continued home and I rang her doorbell. We walked together to the park and sat down on the side of the hill. Instantly, we began making out and within minutes, I had my hand down her pants. The first thing that went through my mind was how hairy she was. Maybe she didn't have a mother to teach her about shaving her bikini line. The next thing that went through my mind as I was fingering her and squeezing her tits <laughs> was that I was on the verge of coming in my pants because I was so close to getting laid. To keep from losing it, I suggested that we take a walk. We ambled downhill to a baseball diamond and underneath the tree just behind home plate I manoeuvred her to the ground not even realising the significance of where we were. I wrestled with her tight pants eventually peeling them off her arse and then pulled my pants down to my knees and I tore open the faded package of grandfather's crusty rubber as it were a crackerjack prize. Placing myself between her yawning legs, I began to slide inside her. Just the thrill of penetration was enough to make me orgasm. (laughs) And before I was even in all the way, it were over. It was literally a pump and a dump to preserve what little was left of my dignity I pretended that I hadn't prematurely ejaculated. Tina, I squealed, maybe we shouldn't be doing this, it's so soon. She didn't protest, she just stood up and put her pants on wordlessly. On the way home, I kept smelling my hand, which seemed permanently stained with the odour of high school girl pussy. (laughs) In her mind, we hadn't even had sex. But to me and my friends, I was no longer a desperate boy. I was a desperate man. I didn't talk much to Tina after that. Oh, I fucking hate him. <laughs> He's a fucking prick in it. A lot of detail. You like detail, though. I like detail, but, like, what a fucking cunt. He's, he's nothing but nasty about him, isn't he? Severe overbite, poorer girls, fish face. He's a fucking prick, isn't he? He's a really fucking, calculated, fucking like, he's not just, like, feeling his way through life. He's just like, I'm zoned in on fucking ugly girls and I'm going to fuck them because that's 
the easiest way to get sex. Mm, yeah, really, really clinical. You know, he's obviously a fucking dark and ugly as well, mm. but he doesn't see them as his peers. He's just like, they're still below him. Yeah, he's obsessed with status, isn't he? Like his social standard and status. Yeah, it's like you've got nothing. You're a Dungeons and Dragons geek. Yeah, he's got really bad acne and he looks fucking awful. Yeah, no one likes him. Those other people that aren't fucking perfect and, you know, aren't on the fucking football team and, like, getting laid all the time, they're your people because you're a dog. Yeah, I've respect for that. Well, here's the thing. So the guy who arranged that, I remember he mentions a guy called John. Kind of set him up. That's his mate. Uh, and after this, he says, John got with her, got with this Tina girl, and she ended up pregnant. Yeah. It's like only a few months later. And he says here, I sometimes wonder whether they ever married, settled down, and raised big titted burnouts together. <laughs> big titted. <laughs> That's how he talks about their kids. Yeah. Kids. He's like his mate. And the first girl he's shagged, he's saying that. That's because, like, you don't see anything human in other people. No, he's, yeah, you're right. He really dehumanises her, doesn't he? He brings her out to, like, her overbite. And he's de- dehumanising who her kids would be. It's just like, you know, she had big tits, so that's the only trait that any offspring she ever has will have. Mm. You know what? And he writes it in a way like he thinks he's being a bit fucking edgy and a bit fucking cool and, like, all the... All the alternative outside. I've always thought he talks like like he's trying to be cool as fuck and comes across like a fucking wank. Mm, yeah. And I've always thought that about him in interviews. He's a fucking knobhead. Yeah, none of it's genuine. It seems like sat down and thought, what's what's the nastiest thing I can do? What's the most out there shocking thing? Yeah. It's contrived with him. That's why I never bought into it. It just seems like... It's not like someone like Motley Crue or Dave Broly, just fucking wild dickheads. And I respect that because it's genuine. It's honest. He's not honest. He's a fucking dick. Don't like him. Yeah. Right, yeah. So in that first story where he finds his granddad's crusty dildos and animal porn and stuff. Oh, I. He was doing that with his cousin, his cousin Chad. Uh, And this is many years later now. So he goes, cousin Chad is getting married. So Marilyn goes to his wedding, and here's what he says about it. The wedding was the first time I had been in a church since I was a kid, and I felt uncomfortable throughout the long service. I wore a black suit with a red shirt and a black tie and sunglasses. Everybody seemed to be staring at me disapprovingly. Not only was the priest giving me dirty looks, but so was the rest of my family. As they all piously recited their prayers and sang hymn after hymn, I studied each and every one of them coldly. I imagined walking down the aisle in Chad's place, but marrying a black woman or a gay man and watching the confusion and anger that would result. I imagined responding to the priest's question, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife till death do you part by doubting myself in petrol and lighting it? <laughs> what a dick, man. This side his cousin's wedding looking around like, here, look at all these inferior beings. How can I make this more weird? How can I be as weird as I possibly can? And he thinks that marrying a black woman or a gay guy, that would blow everyone's mind. He's always He wants to blow minds, doesn't yeah. he? And he doesn't, he's fucking lame. He's wearing, he's wearing a red shirt and a black suit, black tie. That's a shit look. But does he think that's like a massive act of rebellion? 
It seems to, doesn't it? Because everyone seems to be looking at me disapprovingly. I've had because you look like a prick, man. It's not like over oh, frightened of him. It's just he's fucking wedding. It's a fucking wedding. Why yeah. is that making him? Why is he making it about him? Yeah, anyway, fucking egomaniac. Yeah. Anyway, after this wedding, he goes back to his granddad's and he goes downstairs, sits in the basement and gets all that porn stuff out and here's what he muses on. My grandfather had been the ugliest, darkest, foulest, most depraved figure in my childhood. More beast than human. <laughs> and I had grown up to be him, locked in the basement with my secrets as the rest of the family reveled in the petty and ordinary upstairs. Down there, I saw my black, ancient, ineluctable core exposed, like a crab, forced out of its shell, dirty, vulnerable and obscene. For the first time in my life, I was truly alone. Uh, I don't know what he wants. Do you want to feel fucking pity here? Does he want to feel sorry for him? Because I don't. Yeah, he wants people think that he's some kind of like... Imp. <laughs> I don't know what he wants people to think he is, but you know, unhuman, otherworldly, exotic, half beast, half demon thing, and he's just a little scrope. Yeah, he yeah. likes wanking. <laughs> Go get in your basement and do your wanking, and don't think you're special for it. Uh, this is a little anecdote from when he was touring with Nine Inch Nails. Traditionally, on the last night of the tour, the opening act expects to get fucked with by the main act. So, on the last show of the tour in Philadelphia, I will leave in the bathroom backstage before our show when I saw two naked girls making out and touching each other all over. Next to them, there was some weird naked bisexual guy. <laughs> Everybody from our band and from Nine Inch Nails was standing there watching. So the guy goes to me, I've heard you say that if anyone had the guts, you'll fist fuck them backstage. <laughs> I'd like to know if I could take you up on that offer. Nine Inch Nails thought that they were going to pull one over on me because I had made the habit of saying on stage, who's going to come backstage and let me stick my fist up their ass? <laughs> <laughs> they thought oh we'll show him we're gonna bring someone back and he'll check him out but more to destroy their plans than to keep from being a hypocrite I said okay no problem <laughs> I put on a big rubber glove that came up to my wrist and there wasn't any sort of lubrication nearby other than margarine. So I wiped that all over my fist. And then I tried my hardest to get most of my hand, probably up past my knuckles, into this guy's <laughs> anxious, pouting rectum. <sighs> I thought that was all. But when I went to go on stage five minutes later, Nine Inch Nails ambushed us and covered us with every disgusting substance they could find backstage. Flour, salsa, Vaseline, guacamole, <laughs> ketchup, baby powder. <laughs> so we had to go on stage covered in all this shite. And as we were performing, five male strippers ran on stage and started dancing. I felt like maybe this had gone too far 
because now they were messing with that performance. And I didn't want the crowd to think that I would be responsible for something so stupid. <laughs> He's a fucking baby of a man, isn't he? Oh. Did, did he fist that guy then? Yeah. Yeah, he got most of his hand, probably up past my knuckles. Right. As much as we dislike him, fair play for doing that. He, he does follow through on what on rough shit. Yeah, but that was just so he'd saved face, really, isn't it? Just because he'd been talking about it all the time. He's like, oh, well, I have to do it now because I don't want to appear like I'm welching out. Yeah, every, everything's... He didn't want to do it because he's, he's not buzzing fun. off it, is he? Yeah. He's like, right, well, I'll do it then. Yeah, it's all about, well, I'll show you. I'm not having anyone... Yeah, he's, yeah. he's... Not enjoying it or thinking about what this fucking guy getting fisted is thinking. Just like, keep talking about it, so I'll do it. And then he has a, a little hissy fit at the end because Nine Inch Nails pull a prank and I'm throwing shit at him and getting strippers dancing. Yeah, like fucking five naked guys on stage would make Marilyn Manson more stupid yeah. than it is when he's fucking standing on a podium with his fucking Nazi flag behind him <laughs> with his fucking daft makeup on and his lipstick smeared all up his head. But yeah, five male strippers, oh, that's, that's, that's too, too far. Silly. That's silly, that. But like every fucking show, he's got some woman in a bikini like licking him and shit but no this is too far because he didn't curate it yeah he's a fucking prick so here's a little story at the end to finish off with right so he, he meets Fiona Apple the Grammy Awards and this is like 1996 97 she wasn't that big then no. and he's, he's going on about it he's saying she's this little singer who no one's heard of and she's so sexy and fragile and he says ah oh, this man he goes if he got into a situation where he could have sex with her, he would decline because her vagina is probably too precious to be dirtied by my filthy cock. So he goes to get her a drink or something. And he goes, when I turned back around, this weird guy had kind of slivered his way up to Fiona and was performing card tricks for her. Really lame. In the book of shitty ways to pick up women, this was chapter one, but I think it worked. So some fucking sleazy magician's guy got up and pulled Fiona Apple away from him. But that's him. He's one of those guys. He's one of those pickup artist guys who does that magic yeah, trick. Just- He's the ultimate definition of that guy. And, like, how can he be dissing anyone else's chat-up technique when he doesn't have a fucking clue how to act around women at all? He doesn't have a clue how to act around other people. All he is is just a big machine for his own fucking ego and his own stories. And he's just trying to shock people all the time with everything he does. So nothing he ever does is genuine or, like, endearing. It's just all a big act so he can appear like a madhead mm, it's the desperation that gets me he's desperate to be seen as this disgusting guy even like eh, she's too precious to be dirted by my filthy cock fucking weird nasty way of thinking about life he actually wrote this book with Neil Strauss and he wrote the game Do you know that? that is the like, oh the, right for yeah, the pickup the fucking guy, yeah. that's I just see Marley Manson as that guy he's one of those guys he probably showing really off. respects like that kind of cold calculated way of being in the world. Yeah. That's probably always got like a head in the music industry. It's probably always lived his entire life just by manipulation and being disingenuous. Yeah, gaming it. He's gamed his way, his way into being a notorious celebrity. Yeah. yeah. But it's got some bangers, so fair play to him. <laughs> <laughs> right, truthfulness of all of this stuff. Bollocks. I think most of it's bollocks. I don't think. I think he's a fucking wimp and I don't think he'd have a clue how to act around women, so... But then again, don't really get up to much with a lot of them, does he? 
Nah. Fist in the guy, think he did that? I think he did, just because he's... Just because he don't want to back down from his chat. Yeah, it's not a sexual thing, but he's not into it. I think he's got issues, but he's like he's leaned into his issues. He's, he's, he's thought, let's make a fucking personality around me, me dirtiness. His, his, dad, his granddad probably is a perv, like weird, shitty porn yeah. dildos. And it's just warped him for life, and that's why he is what he is. Yeah, if you've got a pervy fucking uncle, don't make it your personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do think most of it's true, because it's not that shocking, but he's just put this kind of lens on it to make it seem way more disgusting and, yeah, and nasty. Yeah, I mean... I don't believe any of that shit about his fucking getting his urethra enlarged. I think that's bollocks. I think it is cousin's wedding. Cousin's wedding. He was probably an arsehole and wore a daft shirt. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and, and sulk saying, I couldn't do something really weird here. <laughs> this is all fucking stupid. And I believe that he thought about getting off with Fiona Apple. And failed to. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say about him approaching her, but she definitely turned him down or he didn't have the courage to even talk to her. Yeah, so I believe that. So, yeah. Mostly true. Mostly true. What do you reckon? Is he woke? Well, let us decide. Is he woke? Is he not? Is he woke? Is he not? Do we need to declare him to be woke? Is he woke? Or do we need to render him counsel? Is he woke? Does he have a problematic past? Is he woke? Is he not? Is he woke? Or now do we need to cancel him? Is he not? Is he yeah, fucking get him cancelled. What a prick. Yeah. Nothing woke about him. He's just a nasty piece of work. No respect for anyone. He's a bell end. Okay. <laughs> There we go. Okay. Marilyn Manson is cancelled. Marilyn Manson is cancelled. And Marilyn Manson is done. And so is Shirley Manson. And so is Charles Manson. Upset. Charles and Shirley are woke. So that's your Ohio special done. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So out of Charles, Shirley, or Marilyn, who would you fuck? (laughs) I don't want to seem really obvious. But You've got to choose, Dominic. I've got to choose one. And at the risk of me being a little bit obvious, I'd say Shirley Manson. Really? Probably the most fuckable out of the three. Right. Why is that? Because she's fit and she's nice and she seems like a laugh and got the best tunes. That's true on every count, what yeah. What about you? Well, if I'm looking for a nice romantic experience, it'd have to be Charles. I mean... Shirley's a little bit cold. I think she stressed me out a bit too much. Charles... He's got the lover's touch. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's got a considerate touch. I can see why you've gone for Charles. Yeah, so I've gone for, I've gone for Charles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. That was Famous First Times and I've been Ian. What? And you've been... Wait, no, I'm I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks for listening. This is Famous First Times. I've been Dom. I've been Ian. 
you've heard some monkey stories and that's what we're here for for you to listen to all the monkey stuff but if you got some monkey stuff you want to tell us about yourself when you did shags send them in to <laughs> us you can uh, you can email them in fft at giveover.co.uk or phone in and we won't pick up you'll get onto an answering machine you can just leave a voicemail that'd be ace we'll play it on here that's 07896 493664 and if you want to send any rumours if you heard any good dirty rock star celebrity rumours send them over I'll check through them and we'll give them a do like us and subscribe on your podcast platform that you're listening on and we'll uh, pop up in your notifications when there's a new one bye see ya